Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to this Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be a discussion about Alma chapter 9. So now remember that um, Alma has picked up Amulek, and now they're going to go back to uh, Ammonihah to preach to the people. And and apparently these uh, Nehors uh, are really strict on uh, having at least two witnesses. So this is important that he has a companion. Verse 1, And again, I, Alma, having been commanded of God that I should take Amulek and go forth and preach again unto this people, or the people who were in the city. Oh, by the way, up at the top of the chapter heading, uh, right above chapter 9, there's a uh, a little explanatory paragraph says words of Alma and also the words of Amulek that was actually written by Mormon and translated by Joseph Smith so that's uh, not a, a recent edition this is uh, written by Mormon and again I Alma having been commanded of God that I should take Amulek and go forth and preach again unto this people or the people who were in the city of Ammonihah it came to pass as I began to preach unto them they began to contend with me saying now Mormon seems to be quoting from uh, the record of Alma so somehow he's got that, uh, he's abridging that record of Alma. Who art thou? Suppose ye that we shall believe the testimony of one man, although he should preach unto us that the earth should pass away. Now they're being sarcastic. Now they understood not that the words which they spake, for they knew not that the earth should pass away. And they also said, We will not believe thy words if thou shouldst prophesy that this great city should be destroyed in one day. Now, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know uh, what's going to happen to the city, uh, skip ahead a few seconds. Three, two, one. The city gets destroyed in one day in Alma 16, verse 9. Verse 5. Now they knew not that God could do such marvelous works, for they were a hard-hearted and a stiff-necked people. And they said, Who is God that sendeth no more authority than one man among this people to declare unto them the truth of such great and marvelous things? They understood the law of witnesses. And they stood forth to lay their hands on me, but behold, they did not. And I stood with boldness to declare unto them, yea, I did, I did boldly testify unto them, saying, Behold, O ye wicked and perverse generation, how have ye forgotten the tradition of your fathers? Yea, how soon ye have forgotten the commandments of God? Do ye, do ye not remember that our father Lehi was brought out of Jerusalem by the hand of God? Do ye not remember that they were all led by him through, through the wilderness? And have ye forgotten so soon how many times he delivered our fathers out of the hands of their enemies? and preserved them from being destroyed even by the hands of their own brethren. Yea, and if it had not been for his matchless power and his mercy and his long suffering towards us, we should unavoidably have been cut off from the face of the earth long before this period of time, and perhaps been consigned to a state of endless misery and woe. Behold now, I say unto you that he commandeth you to repent, and except ye repent, ye can in no wise inherit the kingdom of God. But behold, this is not all. He has commanded you to repent, or or he will utterly destroy you from off the face of the earth. Yea, he will visit you by his anger, and in his fierce anger he will not turn away. Behold, do ye not remember the words which he spake unto Lehi, saying that inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper in the land? And again, it is said that inasmuch as ye will not keep my commandments, ye shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord. So there's two deaths, physical death and spiritual death. 
Now I would that ye should remember that inasmuch as the Lamanites have not kept the commandments of God, they have been cut off from the presence of the Lord. Now we see that the word of the Lord has been verified in this thing, and the Lamanites have been cut off from his presence from the beginning of their transgressions in the land. Nevertheless, I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for them in the day of judgment than for you, if ye remain in your sins, yea, and even more tolerable for them in this life than for you, except ye repent. Brigham Young said, Those who do not profess to know anything of the Lord are better off than we are, unless we live our religion. For we know our Master's will, and do it not, will be beaten with many stripes, while they who do not know the Master's will, and do it not, will be beaten with few stripes. This is perfectly reasonable. We cannot chastise a child for doing that which is contrary to our wills, if he know, if he know no better. But when our children are taught better and know what is required of them, if they then rebel, of course they, ex they expect to be chastised, and it is perfectly right that they should be. Verse 16, For there are many promises which are extended to the Lamanites, for it is because of the traditions of their fathers that caused them to remain in their state of ignorance. Therefore the Lord will be merciful unto them and prolong their existence in the land. Mary G. Romney said, all who have seeing eyes and understanding hearts may rest assured that the fulfillment of the promises to the Lamanites is at hand. Most of the foregoing prophecies have already been fulfilled, and others are now in course of fulfillment. The apostasy and fourth generation destruction, the degeneration of the remnant, the coming of the Gentiles, their establishment by the power of God as a free people in this land, their harassment of the remnant, the preservation of the promised record, and its coming forth by way of the Gentiles are now all documented history. For more than a hundred years, the record of their fathers, the Book of Mormon, has been going to the Lamanites by way of the Gentiles, and it is now being carried to them with increased tempo. So you see, my brethren and sisters, the Lord is pouring out his spirit upon the Lamanites. They are accepting the record of their fathers and are coming to a knowledge of the things referred to by Jesus. They are now accepting the gospel, and they will continue to accept it in ever-increasing numbers. As they receive and live it, they, they are certain to regain their favored status in the house of Israel and participate in the redemption of Zion and the building of the new Jerusalem here in America. Jacob even now flourishes in the wilderness, and shortly the Lamanites shall blossom as the rose, heralding the great day of the Lord, which, great, which God grant may not be long delayed, I humbly pray. Verse 17, And at some period of time they will be brought to believe in, the, in his word and to know of the incorrectness of the traditions of their fathers, and many of them will be saved, for the Lord will be merciful unto all who, are, who call on his name. About two-thirds of the converts who join the church come from Latin America. From the, second, or from the record of Enos on the small plates of Nephi, we read the following. And it came to pass after, the Lord, after I had prayed and labored with all diligence, the Lord said unto me, I will grant unto thee according to thy desires because of thy faith. And now, behold, this was the desire which I desired of him, that if, he, that if it sh should so be that my people the Nephites should fall into transgression, and by any means be destroyed, and the Lamanites should not be destroyed, that the Lord God would preserve a record of my people the Nephites, even if it so be by the power of, the, of his holy arm, that it might be brought forth at some future day unto the Lamanites, that perhaps they might be brought unto salvation. But behold, I say unto you, that if ye persist in your wickedness, that your days shall not be prolonged in the land. For the Lamanites shall be sent upon you, and if ye repent not, they shall come in a time when you know not. 
and ye shall be visited with utter destruction, and it shall be according to the fierce anger of the Lord. For he will not suffer you that ye shall live in your iniquities to destroy his people. I say unto you, Nay, he would rather suffer that the Lamanites might destroy all his people who are called the people of Nephi, if it were possible that they could fall into sins and transgressions, after having had so much light and so much knowledge given unto them of the Lord their God. Yea, after having been such, high, such a highly favored people of the Lord, yea, after having been favored above every other nation, kindred, tongue, or people, after having had all things made known unto them according to their desires and their faith and prayers of that which has been and which is and which is to come, having been visited by the Spirit of God, having conversed with angels, and having been spoken unto by the voice of the Lord, and having the spirit of prophecy and the spirit of revelation, and also many gifts, the gift of speaking in tongues, the gift of preaching, and the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the gift of translation. These people have experienced these gifts of the Spirit, but have now turned from them. Yea, and after having been delivered of God out of the land of Jerusalem by the hand of the, of the Lord, having been saved from famine and from sickness and all manner of diseases of every kind, and they having waxed strong in battle that they might not be destroyed, having been brought out of bondage, time after time, and having been kept and preserved until now, and they have been prospered until they are rich in all manner of things. Verse 23, And now behold, I say unto you, that if this people, who have received so many blessings from the hand of the Lord, should transgress contrary to the light and knowledge which they, have, which they do have, I say unto you, that if this be the case, that if they should fall into transgression, it, it would be far more tolerable for the Lamanites than for them. Hugh Nibley said, The Book of Mormon goes to great lengths to describe just what a wicked society looks like and how it operates with, with enough examples to type it beyond question. With clinical precision, it describes the hysteria that leads to, this, to its end. It also tells us how to recognize a righteous society, usually presenting the two types to us in close proximity. With these two images firmly in mind, we are told why this presentation is being given for whose benefit and why it is so singularly important. The authors do not ask us to make comparison and see ourselves in the picture because that would be futile. The wickeder the people are, the more they, they balk at facing their real image and the, and the more skillful they, they become in evading, altering, taking, or faking and justifying. So the book does not tell us to make the comparison. It does it for us, frankly and brutally. <clears throat> Verse 24, For behold, the promises of the Lord are extended to the Lamanites, but they are not unto you if ye transgress. For has not the Lord expressly promised and firmly decreed that if ye will rebel against him, that ye shall utterly be destroyed from off the face of the earth? Little Maxwell said, Why do some of, of our youth risk engaging in ritual prodigalism, intending to spend a season rebelling and acting out in Babylon and succumbing to that devilishly dem democratic everybody-does-it, Crowds cannot make right what God has declared to be wrong. Though planning to return later, many such strugglers or stragglers find that alcohol, drugs, and pornography will not let go easily. Babylon does not give exit permits gladly. Verse 25. And now for this cause, that ye may not be destroyed, the Lord has sent his angel to visit many of his people, declaring unto them that they must go forth and cry mightily unto this people, saying, Repent, ye, for the kingdom of heaven is nigh at hand. And not many days hence the Son of God shall come in his glory, and his glory shall be the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, equity, and truth, full of patience, mercy, and long-suffering, quick to hear the cries of his people and to answer their prayers. Elder McConkie said, Proper prayers are made to the Father in the name of the Son by the power of the Holy Ghost. 
The Father answers prayers, but he does it through the Son, into whose hands he has committed all things. Verse 27, Behold, he cometh to redeem those who will be baptized unto repentance through faith on his name. These uh, comings of the Savior that he's talking about sound like the second coming. Therefore, prepare ye the way of the Lord, for the time is at hand that all men shall reap a, re a reward of their works according to that which they have been. And if if they have been righteous, they shall reap the salvation of their souls, according to the power and deliverance of Jesus Christ. And if they have been evil, they shall reap the damnation of their souls, according to the power and captivation of the devil. Now behold, this is the voice of the angel crying unto the people. Alma must be quoting the words of the angel that spoke to him. And now, we, and now, my beloved brethren, for ye are my brethren, and ye ought to be beloved, and ye ought to bring forth works which are meet for repentance, seeing that your hearts have been grossly hardened against the word of God, and seeing that ye are lost and a fallen people. Notice how kindly he's speaking to these people that were trying to harm him earlier. Now it came to pass that when I, Alma, had spoken these words, behold, the people were wroth with me, because I said unto them that they were a hard-hearted and a stiff-necked people, and also because I said unto them that they were a lost and a fallen people. They were angry with me, and sought to lay their hands upon me, that they might cast me into prison. But it came to pass that the Lord did not suffer them that they should take me at that time and cast me into prison. However, this will happen later. Oops, sorry, that was a spoiler. Sorry, I should have said spoiler alert, John. Sorry about that. Uh, verse 34, And it came to pass that Amulek went and stood forth and began to preach unto them also. And now the words of Amulek are not all written. Nevertheless, a part of his words are written in this book. So now we're going to hear from Amulek in the next chapter. I bear testimony that the prophets, uh, don't are, they're not the ones to tell us what we want to hear. They're here to tell us what we need to hear. I bear testimony that these things are true and that the Book of Mormon is true. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. See you next time.